You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Overload, your favorite pop and geek culture show that thinks two's company and three's a podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And this week we have a special guest with us uh, returning to the show, Jordan Taylor. How you doing, Jordan? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. We have a great show for you this week, a bunch of news to go over, but first let's uh, get into some things we have been checking out. Check it out! This one's for you, Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were talking before the show about uh, about Professor X and his and his screaming. I don't have that on the board. This is the closest thing I can get. So I love 90s X-Men. Tried. 90s X-Men is great. 90s X-Men, 90s Spider-Man, uh-huh. just choice stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then that really bad Iron Man cartoon. Oh, man. The Iron Man. Yes. With the West Coast Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one was a little rough. And then, you know, and that Captain America one, then they never got off the ground. They tried. I know they tried. They made an intro. That was about as far as they got. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, some things we have been doing this week. Jordan, why don't you start off, uh, since you're the guest, uh, what are some of the cool stuff that you have been uh, kind of checking out in the last, you know, since? well, I guess since the last time you've been here, but like, you know, in the last couple of weeks or so. It's been 300 years. No, um, I finished watching the entirety of Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day. Oh, man, I, I, I really need to go back. It's been a while. Uh, it's so good. Like, I legitimately think that I could just turn around and start it over again and enjoy it. It's Almost like it's as like, much as I did the first time through. It's it's like your your office or your your friends or whatever other other shows people binge watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can rewatch Friends too, but yeah, it's just so good and it's so funny and I love most of the characters and I really My- enjoyed it. Highly recommend. I mean, the thing I always loved about it is like, even though it's a comedy and like, especially like Andy Samberg's character is like super goofy all the time, they are legitimately like competent police officers. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, you are you finished all the episodes that they've done because they announced one final season coming up really? this year. Yeah, today. Oh. They they, oh. they released a poster for it today featuring the entire team with the tagline, One Last Ride, and Holt is holding his dog, Cheddar. Aw, Cheddar. <laughs> I love Cheddar. Oh, man, when he's like going on like a rant about the dog and so like, isn't that your dog? He goes, he goes, it's something about how like his dog's like a pedigree or something. He's like, this, whatever. I'm going to send you the uh, uh, the poster of it here. I'll show it to you all. But this is like they just announced this like a couple hours ago. So breaking wow. news. Timely. Timely. My check them out is timely. Yeah. Nice. I'm nice. glad I start with my other one. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> that is everybody. Yep. Plus cheddar. Oh, isn't the one the one girl in that new Disney movie coming out? Um, oh, uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Yes. In, uh, in, in Canto. Canto. We, we talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like her. You know, I um, I have watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I haven't gotten all the way through it. So I'm 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 in awe of your ability to power through the entirety of the series. Thanks. I took a small break because when I realized I was on the final season, I don't like when things end. So it took me a while to watch the last few episodes of the final season. Once I realized it was the final season, and they were 
wrapping some things up. But it was very good, and I'm glad that I finished it. Uh, you and Cody haven't do, watched this, do the same thing. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you and Cody do the same thing. They uh, wait if it's lo- it's the if it's the end of a series, you hold off on finishing it because he's yeah. talked about like never f- not finishing uh, Gravity Falls and like because other, it's the end because it's the end that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I get that. Yeah, you kind of did the same thing a little bit with uh, Adventure Zone as well, didn't you? Uh, no, I, I powered through Adventure Zone. That was my other check him out. I haven't uh, watched the final season or the final episode of uh, WandaVision yet, though. Oh, right. Yes, we do need to sit and watch that sometime. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll have to rewatch it because, I mean, I don't remember. I couldn't help. Well, no, I couldn't help myself. I had to I had to finish that one. That's understandable. My other check him out was the Adventure Zone. So. Oh, nice. Uh, that was a quality segue. Thank you. Uh, I listened to the whole first arc, which was delightful, and I really enjoyed it. And I have started the second one, which I am enjoying slightly less, but trying to still give it a fighting chance because it's pretty different. Yeah. Um, But the first one was very, very good. Yeah, that first arc, that's really kind of what... really made the the series the podcast oh Um, yeah for the folks who don't know adventure zone is a spinoff of the podcast my brother my brother and me starring the mcelroy brothers uh, and their dad and their dad and they played uh, dungeons and dragons and it started as a big goof and it ended with a really really complex and intriguing story Mm -hmm. yeah it was very interesting the way they tied all the characters back together and like it the through lines in the plot and stuff. It was pretty impressive for being a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yeah. I did not expect to be that invested by the end of it. I still have never finished it. You need to. It's, I know. It's, it's really good. It's uh, It has a very satisfying wrap up. That's good. It does. I remember really enjoying, Um, there was the plant bank little mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Goldcliff. Goldcliff. Yep. Was Goldcliff also with the Mad Max stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I really liked that arc. That was good. With the what was it? What was, what was that thief called? The Raven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was the Raven. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah that was that was maybe one of my favorite arcs of the series. Yeah. Uh, kind of the I'll be honest the the show kind of lost me a little bit with that final like last couple leading up to the final the oh, finale the 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 town with the what the time travel stuff was interesting but not like. Oh, I, I didn't get that far. Okay, yeah, there's a there's a time travel. There's a, a, a section that had time travel in it. And then there's a section where they go to like a weird circus or a weird like game show circus mm. thing run by liches. Because I remember the the crystal laboratory, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That one actually just uh, so um, something that Adventure Zone has been doing. They've been putting out graphic novels mm. of each one of the arcs, and I just uh, they just put out the uh, the fourth one, okay. the Crystal uh, Crystal Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. Uh, okay, it just it just came in the mail like the other day. Oh, okay, yeah, rad. Yeah, actually, I thought it was funny because I listened to they have a wrap up show that's called the the Adventure Zone Zone. <laughs> and I listened to that after the finale and they talked about how the Goldcliff Mad Maxian stuff was actually because Griffin had gotten really into the Fast and the Furious movies while he was writing that arc. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. It, it definitely does. shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friendly. I don't, I, I don't remember that arc being about family. 
and yet it was apparently and, and yet yeah <laughs> what had the gerblins in it that they're they're a family oh, right oh yeah the gerblins mm-hmm. yeah that's true <laughs> here they be gerblins yep yep uh <laughs> Well, speaking of family, uh, my one major check them out this week. I don't know how much, uh, how far we want to go into it because it is a brand new film, but uh, watched Black Widow. I actually went to theaters to see it, and uh, um, Miss Taylor was with me. That's true. <laughs> we So that is kind of a, a dual check them here, but it's very good. Oh, so good. It's very, very good. I, I liked it a lot there. At, with As with most movies, the further I kind of get away from it like seeing it and kind of kind of Letting process it, it yeah there are a few things in it that gave me a little bit of pause i mean i haven't seen it but i have seen rumblings online where people didn't like how they what they did with taskmaster or something i didn't well read that, that i'm not too wor- that i'm not too worried about they you know they've changed backstories of villains they've changed they've tweaked stuff here and there this is a whole different thing from the comics i'm not I actually think what they did with Taskmaster was uh, really was interesting. Hmm. A little reminiscent of X-Men 2. Yep, for sure. It has been so long since I've watched X-Men 2. Uh, that's the one where they capture Professor X and uh, Stryker uses his son, uh, turns his son into a, a mindless weapon, and they do a similar thing with Taskmaster mm, in this. Okay. Instead, instead of being a guy who can just... Copy anyone's copy ability. anyone's ability. It's it's a whole other thing that uh, I'm not going to get into okay, too okay, much. Okay. But right. yeah, it's it's kind of a similar thing. Um, no, it's kind of weird that um, I've seen people complain about how oh there's no stakes to these movies. It's kind of all samey because it's you know Black Widow's you know she's not a superhuman. She's just a, a secret she, agent. She's spy. a secret agent spy human without with with training, but not like du- like super durability or anything. And here she is getting blown up off of like buildings and sl- getting slammed down through stuff. That stuff I'm not worried about because it's a comic book. It's movie. A, it's a comic book movie. And <laughs> who, you know, who cares? It's fine. It's for ultimately it's for an all ages kind of audience. And that's, that stuff's fine. What I have found interesting, and this is something I learned after the fact, apparently this is a practice in a lot of action movies, but this movie in particular, they filmed all of the action scenes with a second unit director before the script was finalized and before the uh, director of the movie was chosen. Huh. Really? So that's weird. That's why you have the the family drama stuff, which I mean, the movie is, you know, it's it's a one off kind of story. It's not as it's not a big epic thing like uh, the an Avengers movie or something like yeah. that. It's, it's a kind of a self-contained movie, which kind of had to be because it's being placed Within the timeline. Within the timeline instead of at the end of the timeline. But uh, thinking back on it, there was a definite like tonal shift kind of disconnect between the fam, like the slower, like talky family drama moments, which I really, really liked, which I think were like the best parts of the film and the action scenes where the over the top, the over the top action scenes where you could copy and paste that into any other Marvel movie and it would look the same wherever yeah so i guess kind of that was a little weird it's kind of weird that they wouldn't wait until the director was chosen so the story was finished or the story was finished (laughs) like it's it's almost like they filmed a bunch of action scenes and then told the writer director okay now write a movie around this and we need to hit this point this point at this point because we need to set up this this and this that's weird it's a weird way of doing it 
Yeah, and that's like that's definitely putting the you know the horse before the cart. Yeah, and I guess or, they I mean did, the cart before the horse. They did a similar thing <laughs> with the uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. Oh. The, one of the first things they filmed was the final fight scene at the end of the movie. That's why it looks. If you're not paying attention to it, and you just kind of let your eyes glaze over, it looks like a jumbled mess compared to like the rest of the movie, where they kind of had to fit the movie to to lead into an action scene they had had already filmed. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. It's a weird way of doing films, and I don't know if I like that as much. I, I kind of, you know, would prefer, you know, have a, having a unified vision like, for a film. And this is not just Marvel stuff, just but movies in general. Movies in general, yeah. yeah. But, you know, um, actually, you know, doing the movie, you know, as intended. Yeah. Rather than taking all your action figures out, having some fun, and then like, oh, wait, I need a story here. K- kind of. <laughs> I need yeah. to put a plot in here. Right. But beyond that, it was, you know, excellent. And I'm sure here in the next couple of weeks, we'll do like a full blown spoiler cast review I mean, of it. As, a, as an older comic book fan, I'm just excited. Red Guardian's in there. Oh, yeah. And they did. David Harbour steals the movie. Oh, yeah. He, between him and uh, um, Florence Pugh, the uh, um, other, the, the, the new, younger, the, the new Black Widow. It's she's going to be the new Black Widow. Mm. <laughs> um they both absolutely steal the film. Mm. Do they make any other references to like the Winter Guard or the Soviet Super Program or anything like that? Not so much. Uh, it kind of got rolled into the Red Room. Mm. Okay. Um, it's oh, it was almost like it was alluded to, but not outwardly stated. And I could be wrong, Jordan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that the uh, Red Guardian was like their first attempt at doing like having matching america's superpower Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. before starting the red room project Mm. so he like he's like you know well they have captain america so they try to make it and then they're like well okay let's just brainwash people kind of well see that's weird because in captain carter not captain carter agent carter uh it's not what if yet right um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there but in agent carter they straight up have Black Widow-esque Russian agents in that. And that's, you know, 1940s, 1950s. But here's the thing. Marvel, especially current Disney Marvel, they don't always adhere to what is done on the television show side of things. Like, television will... like Well, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, to a lesser extent, uh, Agent Carter, they adhere to what's been done in the movies... But the movies don't necessarily adhere what was in the show. Adhere to what it doesn't go back the other way. Because that, that's it's like stinks. a one-sided kind of that thing. Kind of stinks because at the time, like when Agents of Shield first came out, they were like referencing things that were happening in the movies at the time, mm-hmm. which was cool. I yeah. mean, that made me invested in the show. I mean, some of the writing was kind of meh, but yeah, you'll have that. But and then the, you know later on in the in the in the series of like agents of shield you know they brought in the inhumans which was a pretty big deal as far as comics go they brought in the second ghost rider you know the one oh, with the, sure the one with the car yeah and i thought that was a pretty big deal mm-hmm. but then it's you know nothing really came out of that yeah it kind of it's kind of where yeah it's it's that and like how thing. like the netflix defenders stuff loosely reference things that happened like you know the attack on new york and stuff from the first avengers oh, we're, film. i wish we would see some of the defender stuff referenced in the movies we're never going to see that 
Maybe I don't know. They might I am a little more pessimistic about that. See, th- I thought than you Char- are. I thought Charlie Cox was an amazing Daredevil. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying that the movies, especially the Disney stuff, is not going to reference things that happened in the Netflix pre Disney time. So um, is it pre Disney? It though? was pre Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Marvel Studio pre Disney. Uh, so that's why I don't think we're going to see that because they would have to. I don't know. There's probably royalties or something mm. along there. Plus, I mean, those series have a way darker tone. Yeah, like, I mean, so does so does some of the uh, the movies. Yeah, but like Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, all that's a lot darker. Yeah, well, this movie has an allegory for um, mm. <laughs> uh, um, child trafficking. Black Widow does. Yeah. It's like it's and it's not a thinly veiled one either. <laughs> that's one thing I will say about this film. Uh, Marvel has a habit of making their main villains the most hated of the hated. No, I mean, uh, no, I'll, they 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 make them sympathetic. Like oh. think of Thanos. Think of the, oh, yeah. the Thanos backstory. Think of how they what they've done with Loki. Think of some of the other villains that they've done. They do not do this with Ray Winstone in this. He hmm. is out and out one hundred percent a bad dude. <laughs> Just the worst. Just the absolute worst. Like yeah. And not like comically over the top villain. He is just a terrible human being. Like, like a little like too close yeah. to like real world kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. But on to, to wrap this up, one uh, last good thing I like about this. They tie, they vaguely, they name check uh, the Winter Soldier program. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole Does, bit with the uh, mind uh, control part of the Black Widows from the Red Room is an offshoot of the Winter Soldier, uh, Winter program. Soldier program, like espionage, like stolen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, military secrets yeah, 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 of how yeah, yeah, to do yeah. that from one to the other. And I mean, that's and that's really interesting. I don't know if, necessarily know if it's stolen military secrets because the Russians had the Winter Soldier. That's why he's the Winter Soldier. Mm, you watch the movie. It's they're in Russia. No, I mean watch this movie. Oh, watch Black Widow. Okay, okay. Because it is very def- definitely answered what what is going on with uh, that. Okay. Um and it's answered like within the first ten minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll do my check them out. Yeah, go for, it. Um, go for it. Me and the wife sat down and binge watched uh the whole last season of Castlevania. Nice. Nice. Finally. Um <laughs> uh, I mean it wraps things up. Sure. It really wraps things up. But is it, this, does it follow the same um uh which which uh, characters does it follow? Which Belmont? Trevor, and so it does follow tre- Trevor straight it, through, like it, it, like the other seasons. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, okay, see, I was it, it's a wrap up of it's the wrap up of all that's been going on the last couple seasons. Gotcha. Okay, with so, Trevor and uh, Cipher, Cipher and Alucard. Yeah, and then to a lesser extent, um, Dracula. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, it, but no, but not him though. Edward Cullen. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bad special guest. <laughs> uh, Sa- uh, Sandra Main. He was like this alchemist they introduced last season. Mm, okay. Um, who was like a character through the whole season uh, involving a magic gateway to other worlds kind of thing. Now, is, aren't these the four playable characters in one of the Castlevania games? Like one of the old uh, NES where you could switch between four characters? I mean, that's more of a Cody question than a me question. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I like Castlevania, but I have not been a... I have not played a lot of them. Mm. Like, I played maybe the first 
couple of the original ones, and then I played a lot of Symphony of the Night. Okay. And then sure. a couple of the DS ones after that. Yeah. But I was never like that. Aria of Sorrow is pretty good. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. You're basically a, a blue mage. <laughs> like you're 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 getting abilities from enemies that you defeat. Oh, it's, it okay. Likes, that's like the entire gimmick of the game. Oh, it's Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> kinda. Vampire Mega Man. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, it's good. Of course, it's you know gross and you know graphic like the entire series has been, which will be really weird watching He Man when that drops because it's drawn by the same studio. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I watched the first season of Castlevania when it when it um was released and I liked it fine, but there was something that I didn't quite I, I couldn't put my finger on it at first and I was like I, something doesn't feel 100% right about this. And I looked it up and apparently the production company is run by that guy who did the Power Slash Rangers uh live action uh. short where it's super gritty and and, Andy, every, and what was his name? Everyone's and, dead. Andy and, Sankar? Addy Shankar. Addy yeah, Shankar. That's the guy. That's yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, everyone's dead. And like. This the, one ranger's a traitor. Rocky went evil because everyone made fun of him. And and <laughs> like Polk and Skull are drug dealers. And like all this other crap. It was over the top gross Oh, it had a. Stuff. It also had a. What's her name from Battlestar Galactica? As. Caddy uh, Sackoff. Katie Sackoff as uh, Catherine Sutherland. Yeah. Or Kat. Um, yeah. What's her name? The second Pink Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the over-the-top, almost looping back, like, serious to the point of looping back around to being juvenile kind of sheen over it. I don't know. That first season of Castlevania had a little bit of that. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I thought some of the stuff was pretty witty. Yeah. Especially when Trevor first, me out, first meets Alucard and they kind of duke it out. Oh, sure. Because they hate each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the kind of like it travels through the whole thing and like also Alucard, Dracula's son. I don't want people to know I'm Dracula's son. Wait, let me name myself Dracula backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he may as well name himself Dr. Acula. <laughs> I mean, they also uh, uh they do reference his actual name a couple of times. Yeah. Like uh, in the last season um who Dracula of uh, Vlad Tepes? Well, uh um, Adrian Tempest. Adrian Tempest, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alucard's, you know, birth name. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a part like in this last season where like Alucard's like helping some people and he's kind of coming out of his like weird little, I don't know, wine mom depression. Yes, that is that is the the defining trait of, of Alucard is that he is... After drunk. after the second season. Sad and drunk, yes. Yeah, sad and like whole third season is like sad, drunk Alucard. Dracula man. Yeah. yeah. Is his dad both Dracula and a celebrity chef? <laughs> I mean, he has a pretty impressive kitchen in the castle. Nice. Which there's a fight scene in the last season in. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Between Alucard and some monsters. Uh, there's a part where he's like helping this like village that's like 20 miles away from the castle or whatever, and he's like walking with these people and he's talking. And he's like, "Oh God, I'm becoming Belmont." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I kind of wish for that series, I wish they kind of bounced around to different time periods. Over like the, the, the different Belmont. Belmonts. Yeah, because, I mean, every game had a, with few exception, every game had a different person from the Belmont vampire hunter, like, bloodline, like, yeah. family line. And I would have loved to have seen a Simon Belmont, like, weird caveman vampire hunter. With a whip. With a, with a whip. And, like, um, Richter. I was like, Richter. He was kind of cool. <laughs> Die, monster. 
<laughs> what is a man? Just a miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yes, the uh yes, the uh the phonetic dialogue that the <laughs> actors um in Symphony of the Night they had Japanese actors read English dialogue and said it phonetically. So like it's all way over over enunciated. <laughs> Because they weren't 100% sure what they were saying. Well, Symphony of the Night's the one with Alucard. Right, but that's the also the one with the with the die monster. Oh, You don't okay. belong in this world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like the series. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, they do kind of tie a little bow on everything. And it leaves it open to whatever else they're going to do. Cool. I mean, you could either... It, it could do a time jump. Do a lot of things. I would love to see them jump... Uh, to the year 1999 because canonically within the series I don't know much about Castlevania but I know about this it's the only character that hasn't had a game based on him he's only shown up as a supporting character in other games Uh, Julius Belmont fought in the Vampire War of 1999 was that the first DS one yes okay but because I remember Alucard being in that one and like seeing him like in cutscenes or whatever like wearing like a like a sharp suit and stuff yeah okay well, that's uh, he went by the name Genji Aricardo <laughs> because you see they were in Japan. You see, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the gimmick of that game being like when you fought bosses and stuff, you made like a little glyph yes. on the on the DS touch screen. Yep, to like do your final attack or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the touch screen. Oh, the DS. Yep. Got to come up with those gimmicks. <laughs> hey, uh, we're actually at time here, so let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into some of uh, some of this news. Hello, I'm Ben Vaughn, the host of The Many Moods of Ben Vaughn. Heard every Saturday night at 8 p.m. here on WZMO 104.7 FM. We span many decades, many styles, and many moods on my show. So tune in to The Many Moods of Ben Vaughn every Saturday night at 8 p.m. See you then. Hello, I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. I just wanted to take a minute to assure our many fans and listeners that my staff and I take our job seriously here at WZMO. We will always strive to bring only the highest quality audio entertainment to you and yours. Ah, who am I kidding? We just grab whatever album's on top of the stack. Join us every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. for Long Play. Tune in to see what we've come up with this week. Catch us every weekend right here on WZMO. And we're back. Those were promos for other great shows and entertainment options on WZMO. Here's some news. Oh, no. I didn't click it in time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where is it? Uh, I'm a warrior. I'm gonna win. I don't know. I just picked one. All right, here we go. All right, anyway, here we go. Let's talk about some news here. So we have quite a bit of stuff, and most of it I can't read on the board. So Josh, <laughs> why don't you take a? Why don't you take the lead on this one? Let's start us off. All right, because I because it's my terrible handwriting. <laughs> you win all the points. I do win all the points. I can write prescriptions with this handwriting. <laughs> so. Announced today, actually, this is kind of a big deal for a lot of reasons. Valve 
you know, owners of Steam and, you know, all that whatnot. Steam's a online uh, gaming platform. Was th- pretty much the only one there for a long time. Uh, yeah. Like, they cornered the market on digital uh, PC gaming. They announced a handheld, a Linux-based handheld called the Steam Deck. And it was announced today, and it's wild. It takes a lot of the a lot of the tech from their Steam. I don't remember what so they, the Steam Link. Is that what well, it was? It, part of like the Steam Link, but also like the Steam controller. Okay, sure. That really nice controller they put out. Yeah. I mean, it's got gyro. It's got uh, programmable touchpad button kind of stuff. It's yeah. It's wild. So they announced this um, bit of hardware, and it looks a lot like a Nintendo Switch. This is like going to be like a the direct competitor to the switch almost right yeah uh they announced it today it's going to be uh four hundred dollars starting out four hundred dollars i mean yeah. there are different price levels uh depending on mostly storage R- sure um but this is basically like a, almost a handheld computer oh yeah at this um, point. it's got an amd uh processor in it it'll run triple a games it's got the steam deck th- it's got the steam thumbsticks from the control their controller oh they made. sure yeah it's uh, seven inch screen OLED because you okay, know that's so, the thing right now. Yeah, so so basically what this is, it it will allow you to play um, games that were designed for um, computer main, main computer uh, on the go, and that's really really awesome. Um, and again, it's a lot like the Nintendo Switch uh, AAA games. Uh, I know we've said this on the show a handful of times. Uh, I don't think we've ever actually talked about what that means. AAA games are basically. Uh, any like main uh, from a from a big publisher like Electronic Arts or uh, Ubisoft or something, um, Capcom, any kind of big name gaming franchise. Yeah, basically stuff from like EA, you know, all that stuff. Those are yeah. all considered basically AAA titles. Uh, it would be like comparing a big budget, a multi million dollar movie to an indie film. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's basically what's going on. Kind of what it is, yeah. Reservations start Friday or the sixteenth. So by the time you're listening to the show on air, it'll be yesterday. Sure. Um, yeah. You basically got to pay a five dollar to base to reserve your spot in line to pre-order. That's how nuts this is getting. Yeah. Wow, and that's now, crazy. Yeah. Now, th- will this thing also have t- um, connectivity to like television, like the Switch? Yeah, they're saying um, like there's a dock for it. And I think it's mostly for charging, mm-hmm. but there are ports in it where you can connect it to either your your monitor, your TV, stuff like that. So this is like a switch, yes, but more powerful, yes, um, and more storage. Basically, Depending what on- I'm hearing from this is that I can play Mist or Cosmic Osmo on on a on a switch like device. Yes, yeah, pretty now, much. Now nice. one one thing I'm I'm not seeing here is. I don't know if it goes off your existing Steam library or if you have to buy games separately for this device. I would imagine if you already have a Steam library, you could probably already get it. I bet what they'll do is uh, if you if if it were me, my my guess is they will probably do something like you have a Steam account, you associate the device to your Steam account, and then it will optimize like it'll play whatever it can. But it will, um, if developers have made like optimized versions for the handheld, it'll download that instead of like the main version. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, also, it's saying that you can you can choose your your like your frames per second and stuff. Okay, like so like you, so like a like a real it's like a real console instead yeah. of like uh, like you can like you can limit 
if you limit your your games to like 30 frames per second, you'll get about five to six hours of battery life out of it. Okay, so yeah, that 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 was one of the things I was gonna I was wondering about, like what kind of memory and what kind of battery life are we looking at with this thing? Because you know, bigger games, bigger you know, a powerful screen, that sort of thing, it's it's gonna drain the juice. So the models that are coming out, there is a 400 model that has 64 gigabytes of internal memory. Okay. It's not bad. That's more That's more than double what the Switch is. Mm-hmm. Without an SD card. Without the SD card, yeah. Um, for $530, you get the 256 gigabyte solid state. Ooh, that'll run really nice. And an exclusive Steam Community Profile bundle. Oh, whoop-dee. Yeah, I don't know what that, exactly what all that <laughs> means. And then for $650, you get the 512 gigabyte solid state with an anti-glare etched screen. Okay, so... I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would go for all of that, but like, because I wouldn't want to bring my entire um, library of games onto this thing. There are some games that I just flat wouldn't want to play uh, mobile, but for the ones that we could, that you, that you would, uh, 256 gig of memory is uh, more than enough. I mean, as far as I would go, probably the best, I mean, the best bet period would be, uh, the 530, 256 solid yeah, state. It's a solid state hard drive. Yeah. That'll improve load times, performance, all kinds of stuff. All the stuff. Um, also, they're saying you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, like, if you didn't want to play it with the thumbsticks, you can hook it up. Man, that's probably more for, like, games that are probably not very good with controller. Sure. Like your RTSs and, you know, yeah. Sims-style games kind of thing where it's more, it's better to have a mouse. Right. Right. But as far as like, you know, games like shooters and stuff like that, they're talking about this thing has gyro controls like the Switch mm. or the Steam controller because it's it's it got, has the gyro. It has yeah. gyro in it. Um, but but also you have all these customizable options like the Steam controller to better interface how you want to play. Right. Um, well, that's awesome. This thing sounds really neat. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's it's still a kind of a hefty uh, price. Oh, tag, yeah. I mean, it's it's Steam hardware like. Valve, whenever they bring out a hardware thing, it's never not cheap. Well, except for the Steam Link. I got one of those for like five bucks brand new because it was... Um, on sale? On sale and also kind of a failed experiment. I wouldn't say it's a failed experiment. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, Being this, able to stream PC games to your TV is not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, but unless you have, you know, everything's wired together. If you have any kind of wireless anything in your... In your infrastructure, in your home infrastructure, it pretty much ruins any of that. But still, and they also have their own VR setup called the Index. Oh yeah, which is really cool because it tracks like it does like it tracks finger motion and stuff. Right. Yes. But also, it is a thousand dollar setup. You know. Yeah. Versus, you can go to like Walmart and get the uh, the Oculus. um, Is that the Rift? Not the Rift. uh, Quest. Quest Mm. Two. Because uh, you can actually hook up the Quest 2 to your computer and use it like a regular VR headset. Right. Instead of being self-contained, kind of like how the Quest 1 was. Right, yeah. And for a lot cheaper. I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. I'd hate to give money to Oculus because reasons I'm not going to get into. Sure. But, I mean, it is definitely the more budget-friendly option is if you want to get into VR, you know, gaming. Sure. Yeah. Or or PlayStation 4 VR. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of gaming... um. Do you think we'll be able to play our Netflix games on the Steam game pad thing, whatever it was called? Yeah, that's the other big news that came out. Uh, yeah. Netflix got... It's a, it's um, a failed, uh, 
failed transition that I was trying there. <laughs> I made the attempt and it didn't it didn't quite they're not all winners, folks. They're not all winners. Yeah, so um, Netflix announced that they are going to get into the game streaming uh, market as well as uh, their movies. They think they can do what uh, Google Stadia and the Amazon Luma or Luna? Luma. Luma. Um, Lumia. Whatever. Something like that. It's a film. Lumiere, yes. (laughs) Be Be our guest. guest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, they want to get into streaming games. I don't think this is a good idea. And it's wholly on the infrastructure of um, internet across the U.S. The U.S. is not wired for uh, high-speed internet to the point where it would make streaming games completely viable. Unless you live in like a high-density area practically right next to right next door to a, um, a one of those way station kind of things. Yeah, uh, basically, they hired uh, Mike Verdue, who to be their vice president of game development, and he used to work for EA. He was vice president of their mobile branch of EA. Yeah. So, I mean, take that as you will. I mean, it's the mobile branch. <sighs> I don't know. Like, various companies do have streaming games like, you know, the Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation Now. Right, but what this is is uh, more along the lines of Stadia where the game is being hosted on a server Away elsewhere from you. and yes. you are basically screen sharing to a server elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And unless you have fiber internet, um, you know, the gigabit, like the the, the big time internet, you're going to have lag issues. You're going to have input delay. You're going to have all sorts of stuff. I can't imagine trying to play a fighting game where you're looking for maybe one or two frames maximum of input delay Yeah. to do anything. Press a button, wait three seconds, and then have your character do the thing on screen while your opponent is, is pummeling you. I can't... It's not a good idea. We're not there yet. Someplace like Japan, where it's com- the country is completely wired for like fiber fiber internet and they have download speeds and upload speeds that are blazing blazing fast great great but over here we're not there yet oh no there are se- there are sections of, of the US where they can't get even they're still using dial up or satellite or satellite satellite internet is terrible yeah like it's it's worse than satellite tv i you know, Netflix is usually pretty good about making decisions when it comes to their stuff. I just think this is definitely them jumping the shark. Well, they're yeah, it's not jumping the shark so much as getting ahead of themselves. They're getting ahead of themselves. I think five to ten years. If they were to do this five to ten years from now, we'd be there. It would and it would work and it would go and it would be amazing. I'd do this if I mean I would I would add the, to the cost in five to ten years when we all have super super good internet like i haven't tried stream gaming or uh oh it's awful well no i meant since i've gotten really good internet Mm. like i I had it when i had my higher speed dsl and if i didn't download the game previously from like playstation now if i did just the straight stream there were you know frame drops and you know some you know chugging a little bit but since i've gotten like my gig my gig uh high high speed internet yeah. i haven't tried it yet so i don't know yeah it's still like 
all reports I've seen is that even with higher speed, non-fiber uh, internet, it is still a crapshoot at best. It's all dependent on the load um, the uh, of the uh, server farms, yeah. basically. Like, it's it's on near impossible <laughs> to play anything with any kind of precision unless you're doing something where like a, a RPG or something where there it is doesn't no, matter. It doesn't matter if you sit there and wait for 10 seconds to do any to click a button because it, you're not, you know, going to die or teleport around the screen or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's an I applaud them for wanting to get, you know, to break out a little bit from their, I don't know, from their high castle of, you know. It's it's a good idea. The The hardware is not there yet. Yeah. That's that's all. Yeah, like is. I can think of maybe four places in the whole country that probably have fiber. Uh, yeah. Major, major cities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, St. Louis in the middle, New York, California. Cal- California. Bits of California. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even then, it, you know, you get, you know, too many people going into one like logging into one of the server farms, basically, yeah. and you, you know, it ca- causes a bottleneck. It's, um, yeah, like you said, the tech, as far as this country is concerned, we're we are not there. The 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 thought process is sound. The hardware is not there yet. Yes, In five to ten years, maybe we will be. Right now, it's a little bit too soon. You know what? Let's get the other game thing out of the yep, way. Yep. So there was a, a trailer that dropped earlier this week for a um, a Nickelodeon based four-person party fighter game called uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Is that what it says? Brawler. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. Yeah. So this is basically a uh, Smash Brothers clone. It's the same kind of style where, you know, simplified inputs, and you basically have guest characters from a million different properties show up in this game. Um, There are... Smash clones are a, are a dime a dozen, and they're usually pretty okay. But this one, this one has some of the weirdest character <laughs> picks because they're all Nickelodeon cartoon characters. Yeah. And you would okay, you assume all right. Well, this is a new game. They they want to highlight the newest characters from all their new stuff. Do so we're not really, going to do. Are they really have new characters though? Well, no. I mean, from all their new cartoons and stuff. Yeah. But like, well, because, just not because just because we don't watch. The cartoon. new the new Nickelodeon <laughs> cartoons doesn't mean that someone out there isn't watching like I don't know the Loud House or whatever. I've I, seen like one episode of the Loud House. I've never seen an episode of the Loud House. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like a bunch of people screaming. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> literally a bunch of people living in a house. Yeah. So, but but the the cast list for this is. It pulls from all the way from the beginning of Nicktoons, like when we were kids. Oh, I know. And these are these are just the confirmed from the trailer characters. Uh, there are more that have been hinted at uh, on uh, production stills and stuff yeah, like, like the that. Cover art so I'm going to read through these. We have Helga from Hey Arnold. We have sure. uh, Danny Phantom from the show Danny Phantom, a show I never watched, but I've heard it's good. It's pretty good. It's it's of the it's it's made by De- Butch Hartman, who did Fairly Odd Parent. It's also allegedly not a huge great person. Anyway, but Danny Phantom's pretty good. Uh, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob, Zim from Invader Zim. Nice. Okay, first weird one. Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Smashing. Smash. <laughs> We have Michelangelo and Leonardo from the uh, CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which was a good series. It's a good series. I liked that one. Yeah, not my favorite of the animated Turtles 
shows. I actually really like the uh, mid two thousands. Well, the two thousand one was all right. That that one was um, except for that weird season where they went to space. Well, that was weird, but like the animation style was a lot closer to Batman the animated series, and it and they took yeah. on they did as close to serious story arcs as they could given the uh, fact that it was a mid-2000 Saturday yeah. morning cartoon. But I will say the Nickelodeon uh, CGI Turtles did pull some stuff from the early comics that I did yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, we also have SpongeBob and Patrick from SpongeBob. Obviously. Of course. Sure, um, okay. If I were to say there's someone from Rugrats in this game, who would you assume I'm talking about? I mean, I would figure, you know, someone from the main cast, you know, like Tommy or Chucky or Angelica. Yeah. What do you think, Jordan? Those would have been my picks too. I didn't ever watch a lot of Rugrats, but I watched Josh a lot of Rugrats. All the ones that I know. Yeah, no, the, <clears> but <throat> surprise! The character that they picked is Reptar, the the Godzilla man. Oh, weird! Which is a weird poll. I mean, I knew I knew it was going to be because I watched the trailer. I yeah. knew it was going to be Reptar. Yeah. His fighting style actually looks pretty fun. So we also have a Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud from the Loud House. I don't know again these characters. a show I barely know about. Yeah. We have Oblina from Ah Real Monsters. That is dope. Like, that's a show I haven't thought about in a long time. In twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that show existed. And it's weird because Oblina is not the main. It's not Ickis. Ickis was the main character. Was the little bunny man. Oblina was the long, thin, black uh, and white Tim black, Burton thing. The Tim Burton looking thing. Yeah. And the last one here, probably again, one of the weirdest ones. Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. You don't have Ren. You don't have Stimpy. You have one-off character Powdered Toast Man. He's, he wasn't exactly one-off. He had a couple shorts. That's true. Yeah. But also, as far as marketable video game characters, not exactly. Well, Powdered Toast Man is the closest thing that show had to a superhero. That's Well, that's true. But when you think of Nickelodeon franchise character fighting game, you don't think Powdered Toast Man. Oh, no, not in a million years. <laughs> I mean, I would like to, you know, seen like a Ren and Stimpy, like almost like an Ice Climbers kind of thing. But well, that that kind of leads to what my theory is. A lot of these characters um, outside of like SpongeBob or like the Loud House people, I am assuming. Again, I don't know. But a lot of these characters are not the main characters of their series, which leads me to believe there are going to be DLC packs down the road of the main characters from these shows. Like eventually there's going to be the all real monsters pack where you get Ickis and the guy with the hands that hold the eyeballs uh, crumb crumb. And you'll have, I don't know. You'll have the, um, uh, Ren and Stimpy pack or you'll have this, that or the other. See, my thing is I'm wondering if they're showing these characters because the main characters, because they, they've got in one trailer, they have three characters from SpongeBob. Yeah. It makes me really wonder if, you know, what other, you know, characters we're going to see. Because you only see, like, one or hey Arnold character, one monsters. And, and like, not Arnold. Yeah. You would think Arnold from Hey Arnold would be the character. Yeah, but also Helga is the aggressive one. That is that is true. That is that is a good point. Well, they also, uh, along with this, they released um, a mock-up of the game box the cover the yeah. cover of the uh, of the game box but all of the characters are grayed out because they haven't you know finalized the cast list or haven't announced all of them but people have been uh, picking this thing apart and by going by the outlines of some of the um amorphous blobs on the cover you can very clearly see uh cora and uh, ang from the avatar 
Which series? Which if you're going to take Nickelodeon characters and put them in a fighting game, that's that. Yeah, but, they're but also game there have been Korra and uh, last and the Last Airbender video games, and before. they're not good. They're not. They're not good. No. Um, you have. Uh, they're pr- they're pretty sure that Cat Dog is on the cover. That one is going to be a weird one. Yeah, but also Cat Dog is like kind of the weirdest show, uh, like one of the weirder shows. To I where never liked Cat Dog. Me either. I know other people that have. I personally didn't care for it. It didn't grab me. It always felt like cow and chicken, but worse. Oh, I hated cow and chicken. I could not get behind cow and chicken. I hate cow that and was, chicken. That was maybe the my least enjoyed of, the, cartoon of the original cartoon cartoons from Cartoon Network. Yeah. Back when, you know, Nicktoons and Cartoon Cartoon were basically competition for each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not surprised with the amount of SpongeBob characters because SpongeBob is Nickelodeon's flagship character. Yeah. Like he is Nickelodeon's Mickey Mouse, basically. I would like to see Rocco's Modern Life character show up. And I'm sure they're going to be there. Yeah. See, that's that's the magic of this game as opposed to a Smash Brothers, where Smash Brothers, they almost have too many choices. So whoever gets picked for the game, uh, someone else is going to be kind of let down. But with this, by limiting it to just Nickelodeon characters and also going, well, we're develop- developing this game internally. Mm-hmm. We're Nickelodeon. We don't have to get approval from other companies for our people. We can yeah. just put whoever we want in there. But also, Nickelodeon's gaming branch is very hit and miss. This could be good. This could also be bad. It is being uh, produced by an outside company. Ah. And uh, they have done a couple of other Smash clones that are really good. And the best part about this, I've talked about this uh, on previous episodes. They have Rollback Netcode, which is uh, the... Um, uh, seamless way to play online fighting games where you don't end up with like uh, stuttering characters and input delays and characters teleporting a- across rooms and like this is the good stuff <laughs> this is the stuff that fighting game championships are made of this it's weird that this game is getting like the good internet connectivity whereas games like Smash Brothers Smash Brothers Street Fighter 5 uh, King of Fighters they don't have the good stuff which is weird because those well, are your go-to fighting games. Well, there's a reason for that. Well, yeah. Um, and I mean the well, the I, I mean the reason for it is they're all developed from um, Japanese companies. Japanese companies ra- rarely look at their uh, infrastructure at a global level. They go, oh, Japan has high-speed, you know, amazing fight, internet, amazing internet. So we don't have to have the good internet connectivity because our internet will just kind of pick up the slack. But then you, their games come over to America. And they don't have the good internet, yeah. and then you have issues. That's yeah. what the problem is. Yeah, it's going to be wild, and I think it comes out fairly soon. Uh, September or October, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's coming out this year. Yeah, which is which is wild. Which leads me to believe they have something good on their hands because if they were just kind of working on it in secret, not trying to hype it up too much, that means it's not going to try to trade on six months of hype. Hype. They're like, nope, this is just a good game, and here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're almost out of time, but I want to talk about a couple of movie trailers real yes. quick. Uh, first up, they there was a trailer for Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe origin origin film. film. You know that what? Looks surprisingly good. Yeah, it looks it looks good, but dumb. I mean, yes. if you if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a a a G.I. Joe movie singling out one particular Joe, Snake Eyes is the one to do. Well, sure, because the other ones are just like dudes. Yeah. I mean, when you got Snake Eyes, who is a ninja, which is automatically, you know, 
cool factor. Yeah, do you want Hawk, who is a guy, or Snake Eyes, who is a ninja? Right. Um, also, you know... Shipwreck has a bird. Ooh. Yeah. 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 A bird that can do a Cobra Commander impersonation. Well, that's... I mean, that I is I hope the movie cool. is called Shipwreck has a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the origin Spoilers. Of, shipwreck the, has a bird. <laughs> <laughs> the origin of Shipwreck's parrot. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, as far as like GI Joe character, Snake Eyes is the only one that has compelling backstory. Yeah, you know, you know, Storm Shadow being his friend from the same clan, you know, but the betrayal and Ninja this, clan. that, and the other. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it makes me wonder if they're going to get into the whole thing where Snake Eyes gets his tongue cut out. I don't know. I don't imagine they will do that because actors typically like to be seen and heard on screen. Yeah, I mean, with few exception. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could get like a, um, oh, what's his name from the Dread movie situation, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban, where he actually did do the movie with the helmet on the entire time, which is Carl Urban unique. Carl Urban is also a a a cinema treasure. Yeah, he's a good. He dude. really is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But no, this movie looks really good. It's, I mean, it looks cheesy as hell, but oh, it looks yeah. it's, really it's good. It's an action movie. Um, also, it looks surprisingly pretty. Like the scenery and stuff was all really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Baroness is in it. Is she? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that. Well, she is. There's a character with black horn rim glasses and dark and black hair working for Cobra. That's, Does Cobra actually pop up in this movie? They hint at it. Oh. Okay, but I have to go back and rewatch this trailer because I think I kind of just you're gonna have to glazed over it. You're gonna have to, but uh, but no, that one and I and was it is it Lady J the red hair? Yeah, that's Scarlet Lady, or or is that Scarlet? I, I don't. I am not the biggest. I'm not I think the, Lady, the most up on on uh, GI Joe. I admittedly, think, I, I think the joke was is the fact that Scarlet was the brunette and Lady J was the redhead. Well, that's it. Okay, yeah. Again, GI Joe is not exactly my strong suit. I really just know I I shipwreck. Float- and I know the the Ice Warrior snow job because someone was having a, a good laugh when they created that <laughs> character. I mostly remember the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, yeah. When Duke dies. Well, he didn't die. He's okay. He's still breathing. He's in a coma, even though you okay. Can, even though you can see Jane or, uh, Lady Jane's lips go like, Duke is dead. Duke is dead, but they, they ADR'd it. He's okay. He's in a coma. <laughs> he just got hit with a rocket, but he's in a coma now. Because that movie came out about the same time... Uh, As the, Transformers. The Transformers movie came out, and they killed Optimus Prime in and, that movie. And it traumatized oh. children. So I, you can't that kill scene, off the main guy. That yeah. scene still gets me. Oh, yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's when, so good. When all the color drains from, from Optimus's body... And, and it, it just drops the it. Matrix. Drops the Matrix of leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. Plus that fight scene in the beginning of the movie between him and Megatron is so good. It's very good. It's such a it's such a good movie. Leonard Nimoy. Surprising. Oh yeah. As Galvatron. Galvatron. Yeah. yeah. And Orson Welles was Unicron. Yeah, but it, the last thing Orson Welles ever did ever did was voice a giant Earth sized Transformer, Transformer that ate planets. That ate planets. <laughs> yeah. I am Unicron. If, now, if only Unicron said Rosebud. <laughs> if he transformed into a giant sled that would be <laughs> that would be perfect uh the other trailer we have is for uh free guy this trailer's been out for a little while but they dropped a new one they dropped a new one which is the old one along with ryan reynolds dressed as deadpool doing a reaction video <laughs> a guest starring korg from the mcu the rock guy from the thor movies yeah oh, it who was, was so voiced funny. by uh 
Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, and it's because they're both in the movie, and they've all they've they were actually both in uh, Green Lantern as well. Well, who is he in Green Lantern? Taika Waititi was uh, Tom uh, Kalmaku, his uh, his uh, ass- assistant at the Air Force. Oh, yeah. Before he before he got into directing and stuff, he was oh. just bit parts and stuff like that. He was hmm. he was the the one guy that knew Hal Jordan's secret identity. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like his sidekick, kind of. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they've known each other for a while. But this this trailer for Free Guy is technically Deadpool's first introduction into the MCU. <laughs> technically, you saw it here first. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a good video. Yeah, it's a very it's a, good video. It's a great trail. It's a great video. The trailer for Free Guy. Free Guy looks fine. It looks a little bit like the plot to the Lego Movie. It not just a little bit. Uh, it looks a lot of. I it, mean, like it, the, it's like the, the it's like to, that 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 one joke meme where it's like you know, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but don't make it obvious. Uh, kinda, yeah. It is straight up the Lego Movie with actual people set within a video game instead of Lego pieces. Yeah, just swap out Lego person for video game Ryan NPC. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and that's pretty much change all it is. from Chris Pratt to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> but then, but then they kind of make almost like a like a they live kind of joke with the stupid oh with the, with with the, the stupid glasses. glasses. That was good. That was a good bit. All right, we have actually hit time here. So uh, first off, I want to thank our special guest for the week, Jordan Taylor. Jordan, thank you again for being on the show. Hey, no problem. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. Uh, you can email the show, staff at nerdoverload.com. You can also call the Nerd Overload hotline if you want to leave any uh, questions or comments, topic suggestions, that sort of thing. Phone number is 586-372-8020. Give us a call. We might be on the show. I'm not going to yell at Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in this week, and we will be back next week. Pizza out. <laughs>